0: Hey loose, welcome back to Cold Case Study. I'm your host Morgan, and I am here to bring you episode two of season two. If you haven't listened to my other episodes, that's cool, but it'd be cooler if you did. Today's case is one that could be either a simple case of sudden onset mental illness or rape, sex trafficking, murder, and a government cover-up by the Egyptian and Polish authorities. Which do I think it is? You'll just have to listen until the end. So, without further ado... Hop off your coffee and grab your sleuth book because today we're diving straight in and I've only got one question for you. Can you help solve this cold case? Warning, the following audio contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. I apologize ahead of time for any mispronunciations. I'm trying my best but I don't know Polish or Arabic and I've got a bit of a lisp that makes certain words difficult to pronounce. So, on Tuesday, April 25th of 2017, Magdalena Zuk, also known as Magda, a 27-year-old Polish beautician booked two plane tickets to an all-inclusive resort in Egypt for her and her boyfriend as a birthday present for Marcus. However, she did not check to see if Marcus's passport was valid, and with his expired passport, Marcus could not travel with her. So, write this down in your sleuth book for when we compare notes later she did not tell her boyfriend marcus that she had booked this trip until the day of the trip which then he tried to sell the plane tickets which like doesn't make sense considering like you can't sell a plane ticket it's in your name which is completely suspicious but like or they just didn't know that Um, you can also hear Houdini, Lord of Chaos, in the background playing with some toys, but let's hope he doesn't disturb us too much. So Magda, who had apparently traveled to Egypt before, decided that if Marcus couldn't go, that she would go by herself. She had already spent the money. Magda landed in Hergada, rented a car, and drove to an all-inclusive resort in Marsa Alam, The resort was the Three Corners Equinox Beach Resort. There are reports that she was drinking heavily on the first day there, but it's an all-inclusive, meaning that all you can drink alcohol is included in the price of the ticket there. So I mean, can you blame her for drinking? Not really, because I would definitely be drinking. However, I do find it important to note that Egypt is a predominantly Muslim country and drinking is considered forbidden by the Islamic religion. So, for a woman to be drinking in excess in public without, you know, any male in her company was probably a bit of a shock for any religious Egyptians nearby. But this was a tourist area, so alcohol is always being served there so that could have bought her more leeway in the eyes of any locals present. Not long after Magna came to the hotel, her family in Poland began receiving strange and cryptic messages from both her and the Polish-speaking Egyptian travel agent Mahmoud. These messages were things such as, quote, Where are you? Come to my room. Come get me. Which painted Magda in a confused headspace, as her family wasn't there with her and it didn't make sense at all, saying, you know, come to my room. Which prompts some people to believe that Magda thought something was wrong, wanted her family to come help, come save her, or something like that. Some uh, local tourists that- sorry, not local tourists, but tourists that were there at the same time as Magda Claim that she was also acting erratically. You know, one minute she'd be quiet, sitting at her own little bar stool, drinking, and the next she'd be up, down, social butterfly, yelling, you know, asking people where her boyfriend was, you know, if you see her boyfriend, tell him to come find her, which like, her boyfriend was in Poland. So weird. Which makes what comes next even weirder. So, Mahmood began sending pictures of Magda sick in her bed in nothing but a robe. She was covering her face with a towel, and at one point, there was a picture of her curled up in a ball, wearing a bathrobe, seemingly passed out on the floor. Mahmood said he sent the pictures because he wanted wanted to document how, you know, screwed up Magda was for her family so that they could keep tabs on her as, like, a safety precaution. But it's definitely kind of sus that... There he is, taking pictures of a woman in a bathrobe, in her room, while she's unconscious. A woman he's never met before. Like, he wasn't asked to take care of her. Um, It's almost like he was setting up a defense that she was out of her mind. Which kind of makes sense for what's about to happen. The timeline is not a clear one due to inconsistent reporting from both Egyptian and Polish media, as well as, you know, translations. There are a lot of words that, became, that can be translated in different ways, but there was a lot of downplaying from the Egyptian authorities and outrage by Polish citizens who were spurred on by presumptive and sometimes prejudice headlines. You know, I would like to point out that the Polish taglines could have been true, you know, but since there was no hard evidence, a lot of them did tend to carry a prejudice against people of color. You know, she was a white woman in a not-white country. I'm sure I don't have to explain to you how nasty some people can be. Moving on, though, Magda called her family, and during the call, she was incoherent thought she was hearing voices in her hotel room and claimed that she had been drugged. Which is a possibility, which is something to write down in your sleuth book for later. She thought that someone possibly slipped something into her drink while she had been at the bar earlier in the day or had just straight up drugged her somehow. Her family, worried, contacted the Rainbow Travel Agency, the company she booked the vacation through, as well as the Polish Embassy in Egypt. In the end, they all decided that Magda was in no state to stay in Egypt alone and that she needed to return to Poland. Marcus, the boyfriend, contacted a friend to fly to Egypt and collect Magda. He would not make it in time. On Wednesday and Thursday, Magda's condition continued to deteriorate. Witnesses claimed that she was erratic, aggressive, paranoid. And I want you to note these symptoms in your sleuth book for when we compare notes later. Apparently, she was accusing people of things that they just didn't do. Thing, you know, nothing was specified, but you know, they didn't do them. And that she was stealing phones from people and refusing to give them back. Just all over, just acting strange, not like herself. On Friday morning, tourists found her unconscious, in her bathrobe, laying in the doorway of her hotel room. Like, door open, she's in the middle, spilling out into the hallway, just passed out. One Romanian tourist, who was interviewed but declined to give a name, said that it was possible that Magda had been raped, as that's how it looked to her. Egyptian authorities deny this claim of rape, but with a 2013 UN report where 99% of women interviewed in Egypt said that they had been sexually harassed in some capacity and a 2017 Thomas Reuters Foundation poll that found Cairo to be the most dangerous city for women, She was not in Cairo, but she was south of it, but this is still relevant information. And a 2014 case in which a 40-year-old British tourist was sexually assaulted by a guard who worked for the hotel and was escorting her to her room. Let's just say there is reasonable doubt. Additionally, there was a more recent case that came to light. It still occurred in 2014, but it was reported in 2021 due to being spurred on by the Me Too movement. She got the confidence to do it. She had been raped at the age of 17 by multiple men who she had been drinking with earlier in the day. They drugged her and took advantage of her and she feared that she would be blamed by authorities because she had been drinking, and that is exactly what happened when she came forward. Despite this being a high-profile case, Egyptian authorities have decided to shelf the case without an in-depth investigation, claiming that six years was too long to have a good investigation. On Saturday, Mahmoud tried to take Magda to a hospital, but she was turned away because, you know, they didn't do mental issues. Which, okay, I guess it's fair, like, that they didn't do them. And, you know, why would they take her if they didn't? But what's hinky is that a doctor would later claim that Magda was combative and never even got out of the car. Despite there being CCTV footage showing her calmly exiting the car and entering the hospital. Later, Magda was refused um, from boarding a plane back to Poland due to what they said was erratic and combative behavior. Erratic and combative were used to describe Magda so often it's like it was just on, on loop. But... Back in her hotel room, Magda called her boyfriend Marcus. However, she was not alone in the room. Magda's phone was being held by one man, and there was another man in the background. One of these men was Mahmood, the travel agent, and the other man I could not find a name for. Magda was crying, distraught, and seemed afraid of something or someone. She kept saying things like, quote, please take me from here, quote, come get me, quote, I can't speak, and all she would say when prompted about what was wrong was the letter M. The man in the background says something in Arabic to which there have been many different translations, but the general consensus that I could find of the translation is, quote, I thought she was only going to talk about the hospital, end quote, Um, which definitely suspicious. Magda, then, is said to have whispered something softly. Some people claim that she said she had been raped, but I watched the video and it is very hard to pick up anything on the audio. You can kinda see her lips move, but, you know, I don't speak Polish, I don't know, you know, could what she had said been lost in the background noise, you know, it's not for me to say. And then Mahmood takes the phone and says that talking right now is useless and she'll call him back later before hanging up on Marcus. Which I don't think was his call to make, but, you know, maybe he was trying his best to protect her. We do not know. The whole call is suspicious. Like, Magda keeps backing up and then stepping forward again, looking around. She just looks like an animal in a cage. You can watch this video online and it's, it's pretty disturbing. Also, why did these two men think that they needed to be in the room while she had a private phone call with her boyfriend? Why was she not allowed to even hold her phone? It's all very suspicious and there is no explanation offered by either man or the Egyptian authorities for this call. Sometime later, Magda was taken to another hospital, a private one this time, that agreed to admit her. Footage shows Magda running and fighting two men who were not hospital staff, one of which was Mahmood. The other one was the same guy who was in the background of the phone call with her boyfriend. The suspicious thing to jot down here is that she was not fighting the hospital staff, only the men who brought her there. Was she trying to run away from them? Who knows? Due to her combativeness, the hospital staff tied her to a bed with linens for her safety and theirs. And something I want to make note of is that in this hospital room, she would have been alone without a male for the first time on her entire trip. Which is just very weird like she went on this trip as a lone female she did not ask these two men to be by her side 24 7 you know monitoring her phone calls taking pictures of her while she was unconscious she did not ask for that not that we have record of the family didn't ask for it the boyfriend didn't ask for it there is no tangible reason they should have done all of this So after a while, a female nurse comes in and claims to have untied Magda so that she could go to the bathroom. And at that point, Magda weaponizes a drip pan, swinging it to keep the nurse at bay before throwing herself out of a second story window. Magda is transferred to a larger hospital where she dies of her injuries. Egyptian authorities are quick to label the case a suicide you know, a tragic accident of mental health, but refused to release CCTV footage, the autopsy report, or any concrete evidence at all, which makes her family and the people of Poland incredibly suspicious and angry. The investigation itself is all sorts of screwed up and I'm not going to go into every detail of it but the TLDR is that Poland decides to let Egyptian authorities handle the investigation, as is their right to do so, which prompts more Polish outrage, and Magda's family then asks a famous Polish TV detective to take up the case, despite the fact that he does not have a detective license and had been arrested for making an illegal arrest a few years earlier. Polish authorities eventually step in and do their own autopsy, again without releasing the report, but say that their findings mirror that of the Egyptian report. Polish and Egyptian authorities work together and decide that Magda suffered a mental break and committed suicide, despite her family claiming that she had no history of mental illness and that there was no history of mental illness within the family. And they did all of this, again, without releasing any evidence to support their side and calm the Polish people. And I know this is all a lot to take in, but it's time for me to give you my take on what happened. So pull out your sleuth book and let's compare a note. Magda was undeniably showing some signs of poor judgment before she went to Egypt, buying tickets for a trip Borrowing money from her father to buy those tickets and only telling the person that she planned on traveling with for a week, you know, the day of the trip, is not the best planning. Honestly, it toes the line between being so spontaneous and fun and, you know, reckless abandon. However, if Marcus had had a valid passport, it would have worked out fine. They would have had probably a lovely trip, which... <laughs> just begs the question of just like circumstance like would this have happened you know if she had asked if his passport had been valid and they could have gotten him a new one or filled out proper paperwork something like that but that's coulda woulda shoulda so traveling alone anywhere especially as a pretty young woman is dangerous and inadvisable I mean, so is getting drunk alone in public, but these things do not make anything that may or may not have happened to Magda her fault. The possible fault lies in those who may have perpetrated crimes against her. I think that Magda was having a good time drinking, talking to people around her when she was offered Kant. Kat is a popular stimulant type drug in northern Africa. It comes in the form of leaves, and those leaves are chewed. Kat was found in her blood during the autopsy, according to an article I found. And the possible side effects of the drug? According to WebMD, possible side effects of the drug include mood changes, excessive talkativeness, aggressiveness, anxiety, manic behavior, paranoia, and psychosis. These side effects fit the description of Magda's behavior to a T while she was both at the bar on the first day and every day after. At some point, I do believe Magda was raped. Kat also causes low energy and a lack of concentration, and that, perhaps mixed with the effects of alcohol, made her easy to subdue. One of her rapists was most likely the travel agent Mahmud, the second man seen during her phone call with Marcus, um, and possibly other guests or hotel staff, as was in the case of one of the 2014 rapes. As with the tourist rapes I mentioned earlier, lone women, especially inebriated young women, make easy targets for hotel staff and locals to take advantage of. I would like to point out that this is a type of targeting that happens everywhere in the world, not just Egypt, and women need to be careful wherever they travel, even if it's in with their own country or city, just because this sucks and this is the way things happen, and I wish it wasn't so. Perhaps Magda was given a different drug than cat or just more cat. But the side effects of the drug mixed with the trauma, the gang rape, and most like most likely put Magda in a state of just pure paranoia and anxiety. This explains why she was accusing people of things, stealing through their phones, possibly to call for help, and why she was either extremely calm on CCTV footage or outright erratic. The strong reaction to the cut and to the rape probably led Mahmoud, the other man, and the hotel staff to take photos and videos of Magda acting strangely in order to bolster their defense that Magda was just mentally ill and had no idea what she was talking about. Then, Mahmoud tried to both hospitalize Magda and fly her home both of which initially failed. Why I think they waited over 24 hours to take Magda to a hospital was to try and destroy evidence of rape and assault and get the drugs out of her system. Although there was no evidence of rape discovered upon autopsy, the hospital that would eventually admit Magda did not perform a rape examination because Magda had not complained of a rape. Which I feel like, you know, in the US, if a woman had been practically forced into a hospital by two men she didn't know, acting erratically, that nurses would've done, you know, first of all, a drug test, and most likely a rape kit, because- but maybe it has something to do with the culture of the country, you know, where rape is usually seen as the fault of the woman, that, you know, they just didn't think to test for it, you know? without it being explicitly requested. But that's all just conjecture. Alone and restrained in the hospital room, Magda plotted her escape, which was going to involve jumping out the window. Not the smartest choice, but two stories shouldn't have killed her. Usually death only occurs from three floors or up when it comes to, you know, jumping. So when she was untied to go pee, she took her chances and flung herself out the window. The fall, though, was more than she could take in her weakened state and later died from internal damage and I believe somewhere they said that she had a punctured lung. Again since the autopsy wasn't made public, there is some conflicting reporting and anything I say about, you know... The rape examination, the blood testing, and her injuries, that all is just from different reports that I read, nothing from the official autopsy. The shoddy investigation by the Egyptian authorities can be chalked up to just one thing, tourism. Tourism is a lifeline for some people in Egypt to depend on tourism to earn money and feed their families. And in 2017, there had already been a decline in the industry. And if Magdalena Zuck's death investigation had uncovered a rape, a drugging, and cover-up, then tourism would have tanked. And it tanked anyways. It was even put on the Polish do-not-travel list. So, you know, I think that if they had done a good investigation... You know, and either just release the evidence showing that nothing happened, this was just a tragic mental health crisis that tourism would have not tanked, or if they had found the people who did things to her, arrested them, and put them on trial, I also think that tourism would have gone down a little, but would have been sustained. But again, just me. So what do you all think of the case? I know it was a little confusing with gaps in the timeline and discrepancies in the evidence since there was no autopsy report, but I think we can all agree that it's definitely a suspicious case. On one hand, Magda could really have just suffered a mental break. Maybe there could have been drugs and alcoholism involved, or it could have just been a brutal attempt at sex trafficking and rape. We just don't know, and there's not going to be any further investigation on this case unless there is public outrage and demand for it, but I do not think that that is going to happen at this point. So let me know what your theories on the case are, if you think I left out anything important, or if you have any information about the case itself. You can DM me at study on Instagram and Facebook, and I would love to talk to people about this case. I do not believe that I found everything available, but I hope I found enough to make this a good and interesting and informative episode. But, you guys have to let me know. You can support me on Patreon on any of my five tiers, ranging from $1 a month to $15 a month all of which come with their own perks, and some of them come with merchandise. And a big thank you to Travis, a Sleuth Level 2 patron, for your continued support. If you want to join Travis in supporting me, check out the links in my social media bios, or go to bit.ly C S Patreon. the back half of which is in all caps. Next week's case is the Beijing Passion Nightclub Murder, where the number one courtesan in Beijing, Liang Hailing, was killed, possibly for her connections to men in high places. Thank you so much for listening to episode 20, Magdalena Zook, and I hope to see you all next week. Bye, y'all!